Hey, it's Brian K. Vaughn, and you're listening to Chris's Comics. of Chris's Comics. My name is Chris and this is a podcast about comics. And I'm joined once again on this episode by my talk nerdy co-host who is uh, becoming a bit of a regular feature on, on this podcast. He's been on it the past four episodes I think, is it? Possibly more. So yeah, it's, uh, counting. it's punk rock pirate time lord JB Depp. Yo. How are you man? I'm good. I'm, go- I'm very good. Just go back from Hungary. You're hungry? Well, we've just had a pizza. We've just had a pizza. I'm not hungry at all. <laughs> you just been to Hungary. How was that? That was very good. Um, I didn't see any comic book shops there. That's the, the... the most important question is, though, what did you read on the plane? <laughs> I read on the plane um, The Universe Next Door, which is a, a book. It's an actual proper book. Ah, boo. No, I Get off this show. I don't take comics. Does it have pictures in it? No. no I don't Get take out. comics <laughs> on planes for the very simple reason... No, hear me out. They, right, so I, we don't do luggage, luggage. You know, luggage that goes in the actual fucking plane. Yeah, you do the hand, 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 luggage. hand luggage only. So, tie, room is sparse. So, I find a small book, I don't mind squeezing in there. Oh, and I, I'm okay with it getting damaged a bit, mm. rather than one of my comics. You know how I am, I, like, if it, I don't even like lending you on my trades because of your grubby fingers. <laughs> Well, you could have picked a nice little slim, slim trade in there. Ah, it's it's just not worth slide the risk. Slide it in, slide it in. No. It, it's not worth the risk. You don't want those edges getting boxed now. No, I just mm. I, I'd rather just Fair read enough. it in the safety of my own home, where I wear I wear oven mitts and goggles. <laughs> Fair enough. Tweezers turning the page. Tweezers turning the page. <laughs> Heat them a little, not too much, just a little. <laughs> don't want no smudges, boy. No smudges. <laughs> so. Uh, on the main topic on this episode, uh, we're going to be talking about the Marvel Comics original graphic novel, Avengers Rage of Ultron, uh, which I have in a lovely hardcover format. In fact, I think this is the I only... I think it's the only... It's one of those comics yeah. that I could only find in hardcover. It's the only format they released. I think it's obviously digital as well, but yeah, they brought this out... Uh, when was it? 2011? I should have done some research before the show. Fuck me! <laughs> Let's have a look in the small print. Uh, 2015. That wasn't that recent. Yeah, January 2015 this came out. So, we're going to be covering that in great detail later on. 
Um, as usual, um, you, this is your spoiler warning for the show. There's, everything we talk about on the show today is probably going to get spoiled, so that's just a fair warning for you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but first of all, we're going to talk a little bit about what we've been reading apart from that, and um, I believe that you have some comic book news for me, JB. I have comic book news. Do look I? at look at our Instagram. You've been posting loads of comic book news. So let's discuss oh, the, it. What the late, the one I just posted a moment ago. No, no, that's well. Oh, I know TV what you're getting at. Oh, okay, um, legendary comic creator Frank Miller has signed a five project deal with DC Comics. Yeah. The deal will include Miller's previously announced authoring of a new Superman Year One book with artist John Romita Jr. to kick off yeah. DC Comics <laughs> Black Label. Comprised of stories set outside of the main continuity of the DC Comics multiverse. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, you do, I, I, I know you don't like John Romita Jr. Well, I, I, well you do, I don't, but you don't. He's, he's very hit and miss with me. Some of the stuff he does, I think it's suited to you know what he's drawing, but other stuff like doesn't really gel with me. But I'm looking forward to this, because it's, it's fucking Frank Miller, you know. And I know he is quite polarised, you know, with what people think of him, but for me... I lap anything up that he puts out. I was a big fan of the last um, Dark Knight uh, thing. He well, I, I I haven't read that yet. I've it's... got it, but I've not read it because I am only just starting the Dark Knight Strikes again, oh. and I'm only finished. If it's in books, I've just finished book one, right? Of the, or chapter one or whatever, and I'm loving it already. Yeah, yeah. I like the I like the concept already. The yeah. setup, it's dead cool. Yeah, it's it's called the Master Race, the third one, mm. but. Risky. <laughs> I don't think but, so because uh, I think when it comes to comics, you know that, 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 that what they are alluding to and what they're not alluding yeah, to. It's, well, in a, in essence, though, it's kind of a cheat because again, it's not really about Batman; it's about Superman. Again, <laughs> it's like he has this thing about putting out like Batman books, and you read it, and it's like it's very much about Superman. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm with you, you know. on that. But I think one of the best, one of the things about Batman is he's so covered, like. His character's been so covered in that old. I'm not saying Superman's not been covered in that old, but the better stories of Batman are when Batman is just in the background and you're focusing on one other character and then Batman comes into it and you're like, oh shit, you know, you yeah. now care or have some connection to the character that's been focused on and now Batman's in it. Yeah. Like, I just finished, like you said, speaking of stuff we've been reading, uh, The Joker. Oh yeah, Brian Azzarello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, I, good. I didn't know it was going to be the way it was. I yeah. did not know that it was literally the Joker it all the way through. I, I thought it would be kind of like what well, I thought would be like a regular Batman comic. Yeah, but yeah, it was just it was dead good. Had a little uh, Suicide Squads definitely took a few little notes from it, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, Suicide yeah. Squads took some notes and then just wiped their ass with those notes. <laughs> I um I will argue that point since I'm wearing a Suicide Squad t-shirt right now and I love that film but that's an argument for another day. We always uh, say that by the way. <laughs> we can we point I point out. We always say that's an argument for another day. I've I've offered the challenge of having this argument to you and you're like, nah, we'll, we'll do it another time." It's only because and Gaz I'm... cannot be bothered dealing with us. <laughs> he doesn't want to stand between us when we get fisty cuffs over that. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, so any other news about that? Um, so, the other, well, about that in particular, or what do you mean, other well, comic I think, news? Well, um, I don't want to ruin the end of three for you, Master Race, but where it finishes, there's definitely more story to be told there. Like a new, so I think that he's going to do another... Another one. Another Dark Knight story. I mean, what, I mean could you take a guess? I mean, that's it's a five project. Oh, hang so. on, no. 
I, f- I saw something about Carrie Kelly. He's doing yes. a Car- yeah, he's doing a Carrie Kelly story. I saw that, yeah. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So it'll be Carrie Kelly, yeah. maybe another another Dark Knight one as well. We'll see. Superman, so that's three. Yeah. So it, well, it's, it's five, isn't it, that he's doing? Yeah. That, that's yeah. fucking boss. And I counting. honestly thought the DC had just like sort of shunned him off into the shame corner for a while and just gone, yeah, he's hailed as this great you know comic book writer, but we don't really talk about him because he's a bit too that way. Do you know what I mean? He was kind of known as... It was almost like Alan Moore territory with Frank Miller for a bit. It was kind of like the... Uh, Crazy guy. Yeah, sort of, you know. What was... Everyone had a big problem with the Master Race yeah. for the artwork. Who did the artwork on that? Was that right? Oh, well, the artwork was done by Cubert, Andy Cubert, and Klaus Janssen returned to ink it. Because the thing is, like, I saw, like... I think someone put up a, a, wonder, a picture of Wonder Woman or Superman... And someone, I remember people people putting, oh Frank Miller's lost it. Well, he, he does he does art he does art in it himself um, a little bit. Um, oh, does he? Is it the most like, blocky kind of? There's like a mini comic <laughs> in between. Yeah, yeah. There's like a mini comic in the middle of each book. Um, I, I think when you get the trade, it'll probably be at the printed end. at a different in a different way. But yeah, he did he did those uh, he, he did the art for them, and obviously that's an acquired taste. Frank Miller art, you know. I mean, I, I like it, but you know, I think I think everyone. I remember someone put up a, one of Wonder Woman and was just like, "This is insulting to both women and men." <laughs> no, I mean, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be cool. Um, there's some more DC news though, that I saw. Apparently, Darkseid's going to be on the New Justice League well, team. Yeah, um, now that makes sense because it's Brainiac who's coming down to tell everyone. The universe is ending, like it's it. We're talking cosmic level danger here. I've come up with a way to fix it. He's given them all Brainiac technology, you know, little purple stuff that they were. Purple stuff. Yeah. And um, that he was, and he's sending them all out in teams to go to different corners to sort it all. So it is a mixture of like Lex Luthor is going to be on a team. It's interesting because is that the same book that Scott Snyder's writing? Because he's just been announced as the new writer on Justice League. So, um, is he doing that? I'm not sure. I do not know. But, no. that's, but that's cool. I'm looking forward to Scott Snyder Justice League. I think he's going to give that that book the kick up the arse it needs. Um, what else? What? Any other comic book news? Um, off, oh, oh, I heard something yesterday on a podcast that I listened to okay. called Ultimate Spin, which is the Miles Morales Gwen Stacy podcast. Um, and they were talking about how uh, obviously, Bendis is leaving Spider. Yeah. He's, well, he's leaving Marvel, so his Spider-Man book is actually—I don't want to use the word cancelled, but it's finishing. Yeah, they're not carrying on with it. Miles is obviously in the Champions as well, so he's going to carry on doing that for a little bit, and I think he's going to pop up somewhere else. But as we know it, there is there will be no Spider-Man Marvel comic. Yeah, but there will um, be because you know why. Amazing Spider-Man and mm-hmm. all all the rest of it with Peter Parker, but yeah. I, for now, I think Miles has taken a little break. So, uh, well, it doesn't matter anyway because Marvel are doing what they've been needing to do, and they should have done a long, long time ago, which is reset again, renumbering again. <laughs> oh my god, that's just what we need. Another issue, one of Spider-Man or Amazing Spider-Man. Is this a, is this a month that ends in an R? Yes, we need to reset the Marvel comic universe. It's stupid. It's mad. It's absolutely. Insane. I mean, it makes me. It makes me so glad I stopped buying single issues. It's. I. I understand what they're trying to do. I don't. Um, <laughs> I'm just. If, well, go on. Enlighten it's, me. It's, you well, tell at the me. end of the day, issue one sell. 
and that's all they're trying to do. They're trying to sell some more comics because if you look at the sales charts now, DC are dominating it. You know, they just write some good example, stories. White Knight, um, which we'll talk about in another podcast at a later date. We'll, we'll cover that completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole series of that we've both been reading. Yeah. But yeah, White Knight, which is um, an out of main continuity mini series written and drawn by the same guy. That is outselling Amazing Spider-Man at the moment. But it's... That's insane. It's a great concept. Yeah, exactly. This is where DC... I mean, we're getting into a bit of a debate here with DC and Marvel. Are we we digressing? (laughs) Hashtag I digress. (laughs) It would not be a Christmas Comics podcast without this. Uh, But yeah, I mean, DC, they they just know what they're doing at the moment. And Marvel, I feel like they're just... Running around in the office with their arms flailing, going, "Oh, Bendis is gone. What are we gonna do?" Oh, they're just like, "Oh, reset everything again." Where's Stanley? Oh, someone locked him in his house. And he's changing his will. What? Nothing. <laughs> he's in the shower. He's been there for ages. Yeah, no, I think he slipped and fell again. That, did you, did I mean, you hear about that though, mate? I mean, we're not gonna get into that. And I don't want to get into that before, because I don't want to get I mean, sued. Poor but, Stan. I know he's getting happy endings, but poor Stanley. He almost got robbed blind, didn't he? Anyway, mm, that's that's that, that's something we can talk about at a later date. Once we, once the hammer hits the table in that one, <laughs> then I'll happily that will be always a partly political <laughs> Christmas comics. I think when we talk about that, fuck. we love you, Stanley. We do. Best wishes. You don't look in a good way. But anyway, let's carry on. All <laughs> uh, the compliments. So any any more comic book news, Job? Um, I nothing that I've posted about. Nothing that would be strictly comic book. Okay. Every every. Everything I talk, I've talked about so far, and other news is all on the Talk Nerdy to Me Instagram page, where we do comic book news and movie news as well. So there is stuff about the latest uh, the cast list, casting in Captain Marvel. Uh, someone else has been added to that roster. A previous character from other fil- uh, Marvel films. Which one? Go check it out. Um, what's happening with the Deadpool animated series? Um, and. Yeah, stuff like that. And what is the handle for that Instagram, JB? It is Talknerdy UK. Wonderful. And the Twitter is the same, yeah? The Twitter's the same. <laughs> and uh, guess what? What? The YouTube's the same! Way! Celebrate good times! Come on! We finally passed the amount of subscribers that, that we could uh, change our URL. So. Yeah. Because for some odd reason, when we started this, I used my personal URL page. Even though we had a Talk Nerdy Gmail page to use, <laughs> I, for some reason, just uploaded all the videos to my personal page and plugged that. I was like, oh, that's all right, Chris. I'll just change it. No. It's not as simple as that. It, they, no, they changed. Remember the rule? The rules changed. The rules changed in fucking January. In January? We've got to stop doing stuff. Yeah. After January. <laughs> right, so... Anyway, we're uh, digressing again. I have uh, another piece of, of news. As you may have seen on said Talk Nerdy Instagram page, I went to go and meet uh, Mahmoud Azra, the comic book artist on X-Men Red. Um, I went to the Travelling Man signing tour. Oh, when was this? Uh, a couple of weeks back. Did I miss um, this? Well, I posted about it on my, my page and the Talk Nerdy page. But anyway, I went and met the man himself, a uh, very nice guy, got a gorgeous limited edition print off him, got my comics signed, and I got an Emma Frost sketch by him, which was lovely. Oh, have you? You've not shown me um, them yet. 
Well, go on my Instagram. They're all there. No, I mean, I've, I've found it now. <laughs> Chris but I'm, J. Wakefield. <laughs> I, I would like to fucking... Oh, in person? Yeah, you do. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're hidden away somewhere in my long boxes over there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I di- hashtag I digress. Um, so, while speaking to the man himself, he let slip a little bit of exclusive news that I can reveal to you now. Oh, but, but probably shouldn't. Because <laughs> after he said it, he went... Yeah, probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> so, are you ready for this exclusive well, from Chris's Comics? You've got to say, by the way, if he said it, but you have no recording of it, speaking as your uh, law advisor here, <laughs> he allegedly said... Alleg- so, allegedly, there's going to be um, an adaptation of Star Wars The Last Jedi into a comic book. And uh, Matt Mudd is going to do one of the variant covers for it. So it's going to be an actual comic you can pick up, The mm-hmm. Last Jedi. Yeah, like the way they did with Rogue One. Um, they did it in, I think it was a six-issue miniseries. Yeah. Um, they're doing it with Last Jedi. And he will be doing a variant cover. So yeah, ah. that's a bit of news for you. A naughty news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. it was just, it's, this is my version of clickbait, really. Um so anyway, I think I think that's all we've got to discuss for the moment on comic book news. We'll move it along because we've got a lot to talk about. So let's talk about what we've been reading. So we'll start with you, Joe. What have you been reading? What have I been reading? Well, I've been busy. I'll be telling you that now because I I don't know if I got if I said this on the last Christmas comics, but I won a, a few competitions mm. and got like the, you got Amazon vouchers for days. Oh, for days. So. If I go back now for what I've read, obviously I've mentioned I've meant uh, the Joker, um, yeah. Sex Crit- Criminals Volume Two. Uh huh. Um, I love Sex Criminals. I do. I especially like where this one went. Mm-hmm. Um, slightly, slightly predictable in the storyline of what happens with the characters, as does any relationship in any book. However, done in such an original way that it's totally forgiving. And I really liked it. It's Chips and Asuka and Mac Fraction. Where can you go wrong, really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm reading it monthly. Uh, they had a giant hiatus. Uh, you say but... monthly, I was going to say you're reading it yearly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's more frequent than Saga, anyway. At least they take a schedule hiatus. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm, I'm reading it monthly and it's it's still just as good. Um, I, I, I won't spoil it for you. I think we'll probably have an episode. Of, That's on the thing about this podcast I like that you do. That The only thing we spoil... Is the actual comic we're mainly talking about? Saying yeah, saying that I'll, I'll probably spoil some shit in a bit. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we'll 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 do Sex Criminals on another one because I'd like to talk in depth about that because it's a really interesting book. Um, I read Darth Vader: Shadows and Secrets. Uh, what what? Uh, That's the second book. That's the volume uh, two. So you're doing Darth Vader on trade? I'm doing that stuff. Yeah, Darth yeah. Vader. Um, I did Captain Phasma as well. Oh yeah, I loved that. That was really good. Yeah. I especially like the fact that you didn't see her face. Yeah. And, and didn't it make her a real badass as oh, well? Oh, it made her a total badass. Yeah. Like the badass that she deserves to yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to see that in The Last Jedi, not what we got. <laughs> yeah, she just seems to be like... I almost... <sighs> see, I read that She's comic been... before the, I saw The Last Jedi. So I was really pumped. I was like, yeah, see some Phasma like this. And then when I saw her in the film, I was like, what? I get why you were <laughs> She's... For me, she's the Boba Fett of this trilogy. Yeah, I, that's true. I always thought that Boba... I, as a kid, I was like, why do people think Boba Fett's cool? <laughs> Sorry. I, it's just Boba. I call him Boba. Boba. <laughs> I say Boba. 
Uh, and, but Boba Fett, why is he? Why is he meant to be cool? I don't understand why he's meant to be cool. He's only in the third one. He fall, falls into a fucking in, into a Sarlacc pit. As I've gotten older, I've obviously noticed him in the second one, and I also learned he was meant to be in the first one, and then learned there's all this backstory with him. So, yeah, it's a good book though. It is. Yeah. Uh, Descender Volume Two. I read that as well. I, I read a few issues of that back in the day when it came out, and it was dead good. But I, I just lost track. The artwork's beautiful. Sorry, it? not you know what? I'm a liar. I, did, I read. I didn't read Descender Volume Two. I read Descender Volume Three. Oh. Yeah, so that's, that's still going, isn't it? That is. That's yeah. a, it's up to. I Je- think it's volumes five or six now. It's Jeff Lemire, isn't I it? I really suggest that if you like Saga, mm. I think you would like that. It's it's got a similar tone, and obviously it's sci-fi as well. Mm-hmm. But in no way by saying if you like Saga, it's a rip-off. It's 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 different, very different. Than the isn't it way. about like a, a boy? And a robot. A boy who is a robot. Who is a robot. Who is a robot. That isn't a secret, by the way. That's not giving it away, you know, from the beginning. That boy's a robot and it's him dealing with his existence. But there's a lot of other things in play that really make him have to question his existence. Yeah, Um, the artwork looks incredible. The artwork is beautiful. Is it like watercolour? It's pure watercolour. And then they're just like throwing the odd little bit of pen on it. Who does the artwork in that? Oh, that would be... I think it was just, you know, when you Dustin say... Nugent. Yeah, Nugent. Yeah. Nugent. Um, so. And... Good shit. The only other one that I think I've read, that I think you may have... I'm hoping you've read, uh, was... I read Moon Knight Volume 2. No, I've not read Moon Knight yet. Oh, we're, Chris! We're, we're gonna... I'll catch up, and we'll do an episode on Moon Knight. Oh! Promise you. Man. So I've got Volume 1 and Volume 2. Something about Dead Rising and... That, mm. Yeah. I've got that to, to read, so yeah, we'll do a Moon Knight He's, episode. He, he, he needs, that's the next Netflix show, mm. needs to be Moon Knight, and I don't know how they do it. Oh, I do know how they do it. Oh, I could pitch it right now. But... Go on, man. No, I'm just saying, right? In theory. In theory. <laughs> so, it's, it, it, to connect it all together, so in the books, um, he is like a soldier that was in Egypt. Right. Right? And then he dies in front of the god. That's Stat- spoilers. No, it's not. <laughs> this is his origin story. Right. Um, it even glosses over it in the beginning of the... Right. So he, he dies in front of the, the, the god uh, statue, who then decides to um, take over his body and becomes... It's the, the god who keeps travellers safe at night and he goes back to his home city and then uses these powers, but he's got mental issues. You could have it so that Punisher... I've not finished Punisher yet. So in, no I'm, gonna, I'm not going to spoil Punisher for you, but Punisher TV series. Oh, he met Punisher him. is met him. Right, he's met right, him. He's yeah, met him yeah. And um, he, his Punisher somehow got um, like left him a card, like saying, "Like, well, if you ever come back to New York, hit me up." You know, and you know, we'll go. We'll he gets on with him. Of course, he never see each other again. I reckon, but he then could, he could be part of that self help group. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. See, you're doing it. You're yeah, doing yeah, yeah. it. And then what we don't know is all of a sudden there's a new vigilante and something new happening. Yeah. And Punisher and Durda are trying to figure it out. It's fucking Moon Knight. He, he could be slotted into that that Netflix universe really oh, well. So easily because you've got Jessica Jones, which is a bit more has the wacky themes in like that. So he could even be bouncing about with her. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if he, he would bounce about with anyone. Like, I was already really raising an eyebrow well, in the new I mean, in the new Doctor Strange 
big event that they're doing with Marvel. Damnation. Damnation. Yeah. Um, which our good friend from Skeleton Crew Brand co- uh, podcast. 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 <laughs> it's it's uh, a podcast all about fish. <laughs> uh, and the Skeleton Crew Brand podcast and the Comic Crypt podcast. He's said he loves it all. He's been posting that he loves all the covers and is buying them all and putting them all around. Nice covers. They are. It's nice artwork. I just, yeah. but I can't picture Moon Knight working with anyone. Well. He has what, about three of himself in his head. What book is it in where he, he's hanging out with Black Widow? I think it doesn't it, sound right. Hanging out with Black Widow. I think it's Age of Ultron. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But anyway, it's like a post-apocalyptic it's like, world. I know, but it's like saying, oh, you know who I saw hanging around with? Uh, fucking, fucking Timmy Mallet. Who? Gary Newman. They just wouldn't hang out with together. They're not the same. Uh, I don't know. Operation U3, anything could happen. No, no, hold on. <laughs> Are you implying Timmy Mallet or Gary Newman? Though? Well, I've met Timmy Mallet, and he's, I know some unsavory things, but we won't discuss. <laughs> Again, as your, as your law advisor. Allegedly. Allegedly would be a nice He person. has done some things with that Mallet that I would not repeat. Right, okay. Um, so anyway. What have you been reading? I digress. Moving on from Timmy Mallet. Uh, let's talk about what I've been reading. I have been reading... The wonderful Dark Fang from Image Comics. Oh, you told us about this last time. Now I have I've been touting this series since its inception, and it's it's a it's in a, it's a front runner for my book of the year. It's so good. Um, I recommend you picking up the trade when it comes out. Uh, I think the first volume comes out in May. Uh, it's just wrapped up the first arc with issue five uh, last week, and uh, it's it's great. It's so good. Um, I'll give it a go because it's not just you saying it. It's Field Mouse as well. Oh no, he's fussy. <laughs> fussy old Field Mouse. In a good way. Mouse, no, yeah. in a good way. You know. No, he does. No, he only reads good comics, Field Mouse. Yeah. He does. <laughs> um, and also, when you showed me the artwork, I mean... I think that's that's what's putting a lot of people off, because I'll tell you something about this issue right now. I found it very hard to find. I went to Liverpool on Wednesday to pick up my books, like I always do. Like, I always go to Worlds Apart, and, and Forbidden Planet, you know, to just check out if they've got the variants and stuff like that. I went to both shops and neither of them had issue five of Dark Fang. I thought, that's really odd. Either it's sold out straight away and I've missed it or, in the first couple of hours. Or what was the actual reason was that because it's an indie book and because it's on issue five or, you know, it's got into the series, apparently they don't sell as well. So they don't order them in anymore and they and they just get the trades it's like, what the fuck? But what like, was the point? I know, it's just like... Is it on image as well? It's image, right? Well, it's not like it's in the, like an obscure like, aftershock. I know, it's weird. Indie, it? you know, or even Titan. It's very strange, uh, but I'm, you know, going to make a point of, of buying the trade when it comes out and, and buying anything Dark Fang related because this book needs to get recognised. It's really unfair that, you know, shops aren't ordering it in because of sales figures. It's stupid, you know. And it's a genuinely good book. Like, I think that what I was going to say about the artwork. It's very sort of Disneyfied in a way when you look at it, because for the subject matter, you don't expect the art to look like that. It's very like childlike the art, and I think that's what might be putting some people off with it. I don't know. Um, it's but it's the juxtaposition of this innocent artwork with the subject matter that I really like about it. 
and it's just a genuinely awesome story. I, I, I don't want to say too much, just in case you want to read it. I do want to read it. Um, and you're trying to convince people to read it, so I well, tell it now. Don't say the story. But it's fucking great. Um, it's it's a twist on the whole solitary vampire story, you know, that we've heard time and time again. Um, you know, she she starts out as a cam girl to try and get some money, and um, she has a, a a helper who who's headless. Um. <laughs> no, yeah, you've told me this because then I was like, I was, I think it was even on this podcast. I was like, after a while, she's not a cam girl anymore and doesn't come up. And I was like, well, what was the point? And you're it, like, well, just it, because it kind of does. In the last issue, it comes back around again, but I can't really. I, I'm not doing it justice by trying to explain it. You well, just have to read all it. Right, we'll just take your you word. You just for have it. to read it, but it's just fantastic. Um, so yeah, Dark Fang, pick it up when it comes out in May, Volume One. Awesome stuff. I've been reading Batman, as usual, uh, the Tom King run, which is very, very controversial at the moment. Have you heard much about it? I have bits it's, and bobs. I've just... Uh, it's polarising people. Well, one of the books really I've is. got, and interestingly enough, is uh, that I got with my 120 Amazon pounds, yeah. was you can buy Rebirth, Batman, Tom King, yeah. Batman, Rebirth, yeah. Trade 1, yeah. and Trade 2, yeah. As a combined trade. Oh, wonderful. So, wonderful. I, I picked it up hardcover. Nice. It does not fit in any of my bookshelves. Oh. Because it's too sounds tall. Sounds naughty. I know. That's a beefy old hardcover, that. So, I've, uh, I will be getting very much caught up ah, on that. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Honestly, I can't wait for you to get caught up on that because I really want to talk I like, about it. I think again. it's very rich, by the way, that you going, oh, I cannot wait for you to get caught up on Batman. When for years... And years, I was trying to get you to read the Snyder run of Batman. I've still not read it. Which you've still not read. <laughs> I've still not read it. Um, but you have every fucking issue, I, yeah, don't you? Uh, no, and I've got some gaps to fill. You've got some gaps, and I keep telling you to lend my trade. I will. I'll get caught up on Snyder Batman, and we'll do that, and you can get caught up on this Tom King run, and we'll do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's great. I love it. Um I don't get all the hate. I can understand where people are coming from because it's a very, very different Batman book than what it was with Snyder from what I've read. Um, it's pretty much the opposite. Snyder was very wordy and um, was a lot of... Very dialogue heavy. Snyder was um, too dialogue heavy at the end. I'm glad. I'm kind of glad he's walked away because I've enjoyed it all, but the very last one, which was the... Oh, what was it? Joker... Fucking Joker's Endgame. Yeah. It just... It, it got too dialogue-y. I, I could have cut out a lot of that. It's quite complex with the storytelling. Now, Tom King is the opposite. He's very, very simple. He uses the art to tell the story. It's it's very minimal dialogue. And it's... It's different storytelling. The, 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 kind of, the way he tells the story, it's very different. And I love it. Tom King is a very talented writer. And he's... He's, get, he's getting to be one of my favourites okay. after his Batman run. I mean, you didn't like the vision, though, did you? No. So I don't know if you'll like this one. I not. just don't think that was the right... I, I get why people liked it, though. It mm. wasn't my cup of tea. So I, it wasn't like I read it and went, well, this is a bowl of shit. And I just read it and went, this is not a bowl that I want to eat. Like Black Panther. Yeah, like Black yeah. Panther. I get it. I can yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. It's just not my not cup of tea. Well, have you heard... Like, the, all the latest shit that's been going on in it, like, with Batman and Catwoman, for example. I know you... that they are together. Just together, that's all. 
Well, I think I know more, but again, I don't <laughs> okay, want all right, to. Okay, all right, we'll go into it. He says, eyeing the microphone. <laughs> all right, well, we'll stop there with Batman, yeah. but read it, it's great. Um, I've been reading Cable, as usual, and that has got really fucking good ever since the creative team fit, um, I thought you switched. liked it anyway, so I don't know I did, I've, I mean, I, I do, saw what you put up, like, going, oh, this has got really fucking good. I was like, you thought it was fucking good. What do you mean it's not? No, I thought it was good, not fucking good. Like, I, I thought it was good for I ages. thought it was good, and I was good as fucking. Yeah, like, obviously, I'm biased because I like Cable as a character, you know. I'll read anything he's in. But you like um, Harley's a character, and you don't like the Harley Oh, books. God, I won't, no. Oh, actually, speaking of Harley, oh. she's in the Batman... Oh, hang on, shit, have I just spoiled that? No, I don't I didn't. think you've spoiled... Oh, no. what, Harley is in a Batman story? No, but she's in the Tom King run. Well, that's not a spoiler. Like, and he is writing Harley right. That's how you do it. Anyway, yeah, so Cable. Um, I, I buy every Cable book that comes out because I'm a big fan of the character, and I will give it a pass when the story isn't very good just because I like that character um, but this um, current creative team uh, has recently changed who's on it now so I can't remember who, who was on it but the, the current writer is Zach Thompson um, and Lenny Nadler um, so it's a duo writing it with uh, German Perilata on art right and um, and it's it's really really good because you, you you know that Cable's got a daughter called Hope, yeah. Hope Summers. So she's come into it, and it's like a new story arc. But what's awesome about this book now is, rather than doing sort of like some sort of big bombastic action, you know, typical X Men, big explosions and a devious villain kind of story arc, mm. they're actually taking the time to develop Cable as a character emotionally like you get into see a bit into his past and seeing his head and actually see what he's thinking rather than just guns 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 well, all the time has no one done that before or something or well not not in recent memory you know for the past couple of years you know Cable has uh, he hasn't had a book for a while and then he came back with this other one which was just time hopping the, de- the um, I mean the Deadpool one, the one where it was them two, yeah, that delved into his past because it was actually quite sad, wasn't it? Yeah, that was good. That was good. But that and was... then even Deadpool, even Deadpool's getting emotional. They're going, "Shit, I don't want to see my friend like this." That's the last time we've had like a, a decent, really, really good cable book. But this one, issue uh, one five five, I think it's a heel turn in the right direction. Is that legacy really numbering? Is. Yeah, yeah, they're going back to legacy. Um, but they'll probably renumber it next week. I know, <laughs> Do I know anyone who tries to collect these in about 50 years? Watch this space. When the Deadpool movie comes out, you'll get cable number one again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. But anyway, as for now, this cable book is great. Hope someone has come back into it. Um, you're getting a, to see inside Cable's head a little bit. And he's having some interaction with his daughter there. Something happens in this issue that I think is really fucking cool. Um, so yeah, if you're a cable fan, you need to be reading this. It's, it hasn't been this good in a while. Um, I've also read um, The Mighty Thor oh issue, don't ruin that issue 705 yeah don't talk to me well you know you know what it's about it's the death of the Mighty Thor yeah, you, you knew it was coming if anything that's I'm a, I'm a trade list I need to pick up some of that and this is the issue where it happens in you're getting me and it's fantastic really really good is it, um, is it as, a, as, a, uh, as a finishing to her storyline is it Thor filling it's very fulfilling. 
Um, she's she's fantastic, and the the art in it is just wonderful. Oh, the art's always nice. Russell Dorterman, I think he's been on the whole run, hasn't he? Yes, he has. Um, maybe maybe taking a break here and there, but I think he did. No, he did take a break because they did that again. I bring this up every time. That stupid thing where Loki tells a story about some old Vikings, and they used some other guys to do that. It was shite. Yeah, but yeah, but it's been a fantastic. I'm, I, I, w- I really don't have much intention on catching up on the trades and stuff. So I was like, you know what, I'll just dip in and see how she dies, just so I know. <laughs> and it is wonderful. Um, I've also been reading issue one of the New Mutants, which is a new uh, mini series that's come out. Uh, <laughs> it was meant to coincide. I know you're making a sleeping noise, Jimmy, because you don't like mutants. <laughs> but feel nice with me on this one. Jaleel snoring away with you. Yeah. We're <laughs> um, cuddled together. So yeah, uh, New Mutants, it was, it's a bit of a fuck up really because this was meant to coincide with the release of the film which isn't oh, happening shit. Um, until next year now. I think they're bringing it out. Uh, but this is only, uh, I think it's a six issue miniseries called Dead Souls and that was enjoyable. Um, it's not what I was expecting. The art is very horror. The story is well, very... I was about to say, spooky. is that not like giving away maybe some of the movie to come? Uh, I doubt it. It's going to be a different story, isn't it? Well, but, that's probably why they put it forward here. They yeah. probably read, saw the film and went, oh, another X-Men film. Still a bit shit. Let's see what we can do. Yeah. I do not agree with these opinions. <laughs> <laughs> well, are we going to do one, uh, an X-Men episode on Talking Early in the future? I, yeah, I um, want to go through all the X-Men. Yeah, so we'll... Uh, We'll watch, re-watch all those X-Men movies and, and do a Talk Nerdy episode on that. That'd be cool. Uh, what else have been reading? Uh, White Knight, uh, which we'll discuss on a later episode. Doomsday Clock, which we'll also so discuss, discuss on a later episode. episode. Um, I've been reading uh, Batman and the Signal. Uh, that's on its second issue. Second. Of I will be reading that tonight, I second think. Second of three. So it's only a three-issue miniseries, this. They really don't have much confidence in this character, I don't think. But I'm really enjoying it. I think it's good. It's a lot different than I think. What I, you I'm worried already about it because I didn't want him to get. A, I didn't want him to have a costume. I liked him just as him, Duke. I yeah. like Duke. I yeah. like Duke, and it's like I'm trying to think of a good example. It's like turning Mick Foley into Dude Love. It was unnecessary. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like I prefer Mick Foley. I don't want do fucking dude love. <laughs> he also looks like a Power Ranger in this costume. Yeah, he, <laughs> the Yellow uh, Ranger. I'm, I'm, what's his name again? The Switch. The, the Switch. The Signal. Signal. It's like <laughs> it's such a terrible name. Like the Signal. Blame Snyder. I don't like that as a name. I'm gonna make that as a jingle. Blame Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can we have that, please? So, what else have we reading? Uh, Saga, which is always awesome, which I won't spoil, which we'll talk about in a later episode. Um, we're going to get Gaz on for the Saga episode. We are going to drag get Gaz him. On. Drag him kicking and screaming. He doesn't want to do this because he said he doesn't know anything about comics. But he will He will do this. I would like to argue to the point that I don't really know anything about comics, but uh, you still You're still on. here. Yeah. <laughs> No, we'll, we'll do Saga. We'll do the first four volumes because I think it's on four. No, it's not. It's well more than four, isn't it? I think the Sex Criminals. It's on... Fucking hell, they're all there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's on like the eighth That's Saga. Eighth it's on like trade. Six, seven or eight, yeah. Yeah, nice. So yeah, the 50th episode. The 50th episode. 50th, episode. The 50th issue comes out this Wednesday. 
That's been, it's been exciting. A, it's been a big run. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, finally, I have been reading a shitload of Green Lantern and Green Lantern Core because I want to catch up with that and start the rebirth stuff. So I'm reading like all the end of the new Fifty Two stuff and Convergence. I'll be dipping my toe into. A oh bit. no! Uh, so I'll oh. be reporting back on that because I didn't. Because do you remember at the time when I was in the comic shop with you? And I bought loads of Convergence, yes. like hundred pounds worth or something, and I still not not read it. <laughs> so this, I'm like, this is my chance now. I'm to gonna, see if it was worth the hundred pounds. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read it. I will bet no. Yeah. So, who do we blame for that one? <laughs> so uh, should we move on to the, uh, the meat, meat and potatoes <laughs> of this uh, podcast? The meat and potatoes. The old, the old corn meat and potatoes <laughs> in my in my case, and that is. Uh, Avengers Rage of Ultron. Ah. So yeah, I um, I picked up this original graphic novel uh, a few months back because it was a good price on Amazon and uh, I've always wanted to read it. So I thought, I'll give it a go. And uh, read it, was very impressed and said to JB, you should read this and we should do a podcast on and it. And the only reason I hadn't read it yet was because it's one of those that's in hard, hard back form. Yeah. And... Like you can see the size of it. I just it's, it's the same thing about the Tom King double Batman, but I only got back with just double. I don't really like hard backs. I like floppies. Oh, <laughs> I um, like them hard, mate. <laughs> I'm just worried about the them. harder the better. I just worried about poke myself in the eye or something. So <laughs> no, I, this is a this is a beautiful book. I mean, you know, it looks great. No, um, but I've been looking at it thinking I do want to read that. Yeah. So it's written by Rick Remender, which already is wow. Okay, let's let's check this out. Wow, um, <laughs> artist Hello. is uh, Jerome. Upon a, 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 I'm shit at these names, aren't I? Not really artist <laughs> is Jerome Apenya, yeah. uh, with Pepe Laraz, and additional inks are by Mark Morales. No relation to Miles. <laughs> uh, color artists are Dean White and Rochelle Rosenberg. And Dono Sanchez Almara. Lettering by VCs Clayton Cowles. Um, cover artists are Jerome Pena and Dean White. So, yeah, let's crack it open and get started. Um, I'm going to go through the list of characters in it, our cast, first, and then uh, we'll get started through the story. Uh, so, we've got obviously Ultron, um, Avengers Then, which was Captain America Steve Rogers, Thor, Wasp. Yellow Jacket, Hank Pym, uh, Vision, Scarlet Witch, Beast, Hawkeye, and Iron Man. Avengers Now is Captain America, Sam Wilson, Thor, Wasp, Giant Man, Hank Pym, Vision, Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver, Sabretooth, Spider-Man, Steve Rogers, and the Descendants, who are Father, the Urn, the Swine, the Origin, They're and the really Ideal. in it, though, are they? And the Eternals of Titan, Star Fox, Mentor. And they're not really and then the Aim Scientist and Stark Sentinel. I don't think they were important. Well, that's who's in the book, so. <laughs> so we've got quite the cast of characters. Um, I'm going to do something different now, because it's my fucking show, I can do what I want. I'm going to hand this over to you, and you can go through it. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm feeling lazy. So La- At least you admit it's laziness. Yeah. Sloth is the mother of all invention, I suppose. So, Right. So, hang on, let's do, let's do initial thoughts, first of all. So, initial thoughts? I... I loved this book. I was blown away by it, actually. I loved the art in it. It was like classic comic book art, but done well, modern, kind of. And I loved the story in it. I loved the dynamic between Vision and Ultron 
and and Hank Pym, like the father and son aspect. Oh of it. yeah, and the like, whole thing. It was amazing. It was really well done. I did not expect to like this book as much as I did. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I thought really. You've just you you took the words right out of my mouth because <laughs> I I as well. I, when you said you were going to lend it me, I was like, oh, good, I finally get a chance to read it. And I did get a little bit excited because I knew how this ended. Again, spoilers. I knew how this ended. And that character of Hank Pym and Ultron together... Yeah, the mashup. ...was one of my favourite characters in Secret Empire. Secret Empire, And one of yeah. my favourite yeah. moments and thought was so zany. And I was like, this is like his origin story. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I get yeah. to find out how that crazy character... And you know what? It paid off. Yeah. It was it, it, yeah. it was accurate as fuck. Yeah, I was I was the same as you. I I didn't know how he ended up spliced together, and when I came across him in um, Secret Empire, I was like, "What the fuck's happening here?" I don't really know, but I like it. Um, so this was a, a good opportunity to find out why you know what happened, because um, I obviously didn't read that part in, uh, in the Avengers comics, but. Yeah, I also like the fact that Ultron, like you said, there is this relationship between Ultron and the Vision and Hank Pym, but I've never really, I hadn't really considered it, like it's because obviously the films kind of brush over it. Hank Pym doesn't, uh, Tony Stark is the one who does it, um, and uh, for me, Ant Man at the moment is my Ant Man, Scott Lang. Scott Lang. So this is the thing, like with with the whole cinematic universe regardless of you know subconsciously it kind of creeps up into your mind that that's what is in the comics but it's not mm. it's like a di- it's completely different but I like Hank Pym Ant-Man even though he's a dick yeah. he's a dick I, I like which I don't like much dick no well <laughs> it's not what you told me last night <laughs> <laughs> um, but no I, I really yeah if I had to just go over it very quickly yeah, I really liked it. Mm. I think the relationship's exactly good. The artwork you picked up on mm. is fantastic. And it's never boring. No. It's really fast-paced. The pacing is great in it. And it's a, it's the right length. Um, Are we still talking it's, about the stick? It's, <laughs> it's, it's just... It's, it's not too big. It's not too <laughs> short. It satisfied me thoroughly. I loved it. Are we talking about the comic? <laughs> no, I, I really did enjoy it. And I, I recommend it to anyone that is interested in Avengers. Oh, the yeah. Yeah. Yes, definitely, definitely. So, I mean, we begin with uh, a flashback. Um, it just says Manhattan years ago. Um, and it shows Captain America and the Avengers fighting Ultron. Um, not very confident in themselves. Um, being a bit, But at the same time being cocky because they really think that they're up against it here. Because um, Ultron's got another mad plan, and he is a—he is a very big bad guy. Yeah, in the comics, he's a really good villain, and this is, I'd say, one of his defining stories. And it's—it's it's unusual how it is sort of—it's not out of continuity, but the fact that they chose to release this in original graphic novel format is quite interesting because they could have. See, this is where Marvel did something right. They could have stretched this out over a big fucking event for months and months and had it hop into every other title. Yeah. But no, they kept it self-contained in a nice little hardcover original graphic novel and it reads perfectly. That's how you should do an event or a story like that. And you know what? It's it's little things. To flash back to the Secret uh, Empire uh, podcast, I kept talking to you about it was so the wording was really annoying and repetitive. Mm-hmm. In here, the wording isn't annoying. 
it is repetitive. It's but a it's, theme. It's, it's, it's a theme. Throughout. So, yeah. like, I'm a few pages over. Ultron. One of the first things he says is talking to um, uh, Hank Pym out loud. Have you ever loved something that mistreated you, Father? I have grieved you, Father. He says then, two panels down, just I've grieved you, Father. But right there and then, that's making me go, this maniacal mad robot that seems to not care about humans at all grieves and has hate and and feelings towards his father, which immediately juxtaposes the whole, he's a maniacal psychopathic robot with no feelings. Well, hold on, he's got feelings. He believes that Hank Pym is actually his dad. And you start going, is he really his dad? Because he didn't make him. And is he alive? What is life? And that's a theme in this as well. Vision, like going, well, if you say you have the right to kill him, you have the right to kill me. Exactly. It it becomes this sort of uh, running narrative throughout where you're questioning AI, intelligence and life itself. And it's a very clever concept that's executed perfectly in this book. Yeah, I would I'd agree. Um, the dialogue's very good. Like, again, because as you go through this, you've got Ultron giving off his big speech um, with little quips and that from the other ones, but at no point does it like get boring or, what's the word, monologue Yeah, tedious. You know? Yeah, or tedious. Um, it's not like, you know... Um, just spouting dialogue for the sake of it. It's uh, it's all everything that's said in this book is for a purpose. It's all it's crafted very well. Um, and I, I genuinely, yeah. I mean, from the first these first few pages, and um, this isn't like even the main story because it's set years ago. I was loving this. Yeah, because it jumps about in time a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, but I was really reading this. I'm like, we're not even. When I, and, and Ultron looks scary as well. Yeah, Ultron yeah, yeah. looks like the scary pumpkin at the end of your lane. Yeah, it's like a jack-o'-lantern, isn't it? Yeah. Like, um, the way that the shadowing of it and then just the glowing mouth and eyes, like orange, it's just... He looks great in this. And then... It really is good art. Really good art. Nice colouring in it. Yeah. Well. And a lot again, like not too di- not too dialogue heavy. Look at yeah. all that. There's no speech on there. It has room to breathe with the art as well. It's definitely. And not Hank Pym, by the way, I, like people hate him. There are comic book fans of him mm. who do not like Hank mm. Pym because he because he is a bit of a an egotistical well wife beater. Yeah. Um, he's not a nice person, but I, this comic doesn't try and portray him as a nice person. And he. Knows he's not a nice person and doesn't like himself. Yeah, if you're if you're a Hank Pym fan or, or Ant Man fan, you need to read this as well because you really get into the head of Hank Pym. Yeah, definitely. You, you know, you, you, I think. I mean, I haven't read much Hank Pym stuff, but this has got to be some of the most personal stuff you know written about Hank Pym. You really get into his head, and, and then it, the the way that it balances the characters as well. I thought it was really well done because you you get to know you know it's it's about the three three main characters in this a Vision, Ultron, and Hank Pym, and you get sort of equal time with them all. It's it is, and it goes through this Watchmen period. Like, oh, you mean with the paneling? The paneling, yeah, yeah. The, the paneling. They do the, they do... the, the three by three panels. Yeah, it works really well. But then you get these lovely, lovely splash pages. As well. Where it just opens up. There's a few double page splash pages and they're just so gorgeous. So anyway, we fast forward 
we fast forward many years and there's a battle on another planet. I don't even know, it might even be on Earth actually. Hold on. Um, there's a battle happening uh, on AIM Island. Um, the Avengers have come to sort it out and halfway through the battle, all the robots just collapse, apart from Vision and everyone's going, what the hell what's going on and Hank Pym just goes I've, well, I've just solved the problem, there are robots I turn them off, yeah. and from that point on it's pure fucking chaos Yeah, Vision's like, what the fuck Yeah, like... Vision becomes a scary motherfucker <laughs> but so Hank where... Pym is not bothered by Vision whatsoever uh, so where, who are you with, are you with Vision or are you with Hank Pym <sighs> Do you just turn robots off, or is that against robots' rights? I. It, all it boils down to really is whether you think that AI is sentient enough for them to be in life. Do you know what I mean? If they're in essence alive. It's yeah. It's if you believe that actually actually alive I don't know it's 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 a hard one if I had to if I had to go with my heart I actually all the way through this I was kind of like and we're Hank Pym on this well yeah but you see I am there he's the also in this universe he's the father of AI he's like he's like God (laughs) he's allowed to be yeah if anyone's allowed to make that call it's him I, I agree with Hank Pym in this instance only because of the scenario where they're they're battling these these robots right and they're trying to find a way to end, end the... Watch my fucking box. Sorry. <laughs> it's all right. They're trying to find a way to end this this battle with them. So he's found a way. It was either that. You know, if it was, if it was humans, and he could find a way to shut all the humans down through, I don't know, mass chemical warfare or something like that, he'd do it. See, now there's your problem. Because what you've just done is now you've made my brain go, well, hold on. The way that you'd get rid of a load of humans at once, if you wanted to turn a load of humans off at once, would be some mass chemical warfare, which I do disagree with. But he can turn the robots back on, right? They're not dead. Um, it's. Let's have a look. I he doesn't. Know. He says it shuts down AI pain receptors, slowly diverting power from the CPU. CPU. The broadcast is localized. Uh, localized. I cannot pronounce words. Um, and literally just turns them off. It doesn't say over whether he can turn them back on again. Mm. And I think he, if he could, they would not be the same. They would just be like they've been turned on for the first time. Yeah. So they might as well be it, dead. It's weird though, isn't it? Because like you think about the vision, and you think of the vision as being alive and sentient, and he's he's an equal as any other Avenger. You don't look at him and think that he's a toaster. No. You know, he's not on a kitchen appliance. He is an Avenger. So, and but he, at the end of the day, he's, he's not really much different to any other AI. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a, a synthesoid. I can't even say it. A, syn, a synthesoid. Synthesoid? Synth- synthetic robot. He's a robot. He's a, yeah, but he's, he's a different. He's different. He's, he's like, got a synthetic yeah, coating. A, syn- a synthoid. Anyway, so they all get up, they all get arsy with him and get in this massive debate, and he's just like, "I know I've done the right thing. I'm dressed like a fucking giant ant for fuck's sake. I do what I want." <laughs> and then he goes, "Okay." Meanwhile, on Titan, um, which is a long, long way away, it's the moon of Saturn. Right. Um, Eros is having a Charlie Sheen bunga bunga party. 
and then Ultron, who by the at the by the way, who all them years ago, the way that they got rid of him was they just fired him into the air, into the deep realms of space. He's just landed in Titan, like in Titan, like he's gone like a meteorite and he just carried on drilling down. They don't know what's going on. And all of a sudden loads of Ultron start firing out because Titan is this big intelligent moon and Ultron more or less begins to take over the entire moon yeah. uh, robotically and Eros is told to flee and warn Earth so does flee. Um, who the fuck is Eros? I don't know. I, I, I've, I've <laughs> never heard of him before this. They yeah. all seem to know him. I know Eros was a I want to say a Roman or Greek god messenger. Um, in old no, there's, there's a few characters in this that I wasn't familiar with but I just went with it but I like how it almost becomes a bit like Mario look like Bowser's took over with the whole Ultron's face and the planet thing yeah I like that um, they all begin discussing again we need to talk about uh, the sensitive topic of Hank Pym and his way of turning off robots um, and then you begin to see his in a monologue, like he's like, oh, I, he's he's saying, I hate, I hate that I made Ultron, and I hate all these guys for hating me because they probably hate me for the same reason, and they just, it, 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 it I am with him on this. I am with him. He's, mm. they're all wrong. It's his, it's his cross to bear. They don't get the right to talk about it. Maybe Vision is the only one who gets mm. to talk about it. But then Vision wouldn't be around if it wasn't for Hank Pym. Mm-hmm. So fuck you. It's almost like a. Well, is this like the uh, the little the little shit son that's sort of? Well, he's a grandson. Well, the grandson, sorry, yeah, sort of like. He's just, but he's. It's it is complicated, but that's why yeah. it's so good because yeah. it makes you think yeah, from there's... both. You see every side. I'm seeing essentially. By the way, would you say, without getting too deep into what how we actually feel, is Hank Pym? To portray this as a hero or a villain, I don't know. It's it's an interesting one. You see, there's a lot of re rereadability with this book because you could reread it and look at it a different way. There's lots of ways to look at this. Basically, is what I'm saying. You can read it and focus on that point, or you can read it and look at it as just a superhero story. There's lots of complex themes that you could delve into. Um, Hank Pym. I wasn't entirely sure about the way that they handled things at the end, which we'll get to, mm. with regards to his funeral and stuff like that. Mm. They were painting him out to be something different, I think, I'll say. This is one of the things that's so interesting about this book is <coughs> there's no clear answer to it. It's almost like Civil War in a way where, yeah, okay, they, they've sort of... They made Cap to sort of be the good guy, but you were sort of torn with that. It's the same with this, I'd say. Marvel good at that. Back and forth, you, you sort of back and forth like. When Marvel get it right, they can really make you question every character. Yeah. Whereas with DC, it's kind of clear: this guy's a good guy, this guy's a villain. Yeah. And you might feel sorry for the villain a bit, yeah. but at the end of the day, he's still a villain, and you kind of get that pantomime kind of. But with Marvel, you are kind of going, who's really right? And it's hard to yeah. decide sometimes. Um, so, what, what do you think? What do I? I well, I, I don't know. I really, like I said, Hank Pym, Hank Pym, I think Hank Pym is the villain in this. Um, 
genuinely, I would say Hank Pym is the villain. Do you think Ultron is just sort of like the sun seeking approval? Ultron is the fault of Hank Pym. Ultron is a product of his own uh, environment. He can't help what he mm-hmm. is, and, he, and and he just wants to do what he believes is right. See, I thought it was almost like a double bluff with Ultron. Like I was, I was like, is he is he being genuine with what he's saying, or is he just saying it to sort of, you know, something to do with the plan? Do you know what I mean? Like to oh, get, get, to get into mean. the mind of Hank Pym and fuck him up. But it turns out that he was just, you know, being straight up with everything he said. I think this is what annoys people a lot about the Ultron that was in Age of Ultron, the film. Uh, the film because, whereas I don't mind that Ultron, this one really is like, it's like a, a, I'm trying to think of a character to, com- to compare him to, a ki- uh, like a really angry psychopathic kid. Yeah. Um, it's almost like a Anakin in Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> well, but better than that, <coughs> kind of like yeah, just angry, just angry at everyone around him and can't, and everyone's just so no, at, and he doesn't want to hear anything. And I, I like that. Whereas in the films, he was just kind of, well, he was a product of Starks, and it made him a bit Starky. But he was the bad guy. He was the bad guy. Yeah, and but this, in this, you're questioning everything. So he's now, Eros has come down and has gone. Ultron's on his way, he stole a moon, and they're going, oh shit, what should we do? And Hank Pym's like, I know we were just discussing how my weapon shouldn't be used, but this is a fantastic time to use my fucking weapon. <laughs> right? Which, again, I'm totally with Hank Pym on this. So, they still don't really like the idea of using it. Eros is like, there's no time. I'm like, you're right, there is no time. He's in the fucking sky, he's right above us now. It looks like something out of Mario. <laughs> and it fucking does I love that panel if if you've honestly if you would like to read along with us and want to know what I'm talking about you can pause the podcast and just put up type in Ultron Titan Moon yeah. and you'll see it and yeah it definitely looks like something like Mario um, but he's still talking Ultron's still speaking about his father um, I like the fact all the Ultrons come out immediately at Ultra, uh, Avengers Tower um, the Avengers Ultrons come out like the ones that mimic them start kicking ass Peter Parker Spider-Man giving his quips I like the fact that anyone can like I don't know I have this feeling that when people get Avengers like they get the right you know you're going to write the Avengers who's going to be in your team if you say Peter Parker they go oh you, can't, you don't have Peter Parker yet right we're going to give you the Spider-Man consultant what because we need his quips to be on point all the time because he is he's every Avengers comic I, I find it hard to believe that all these writers can write Spider-Man that well yeah. I always feel like they must have a consultant go Spider-Man would say this <laughs> um, so for example Falcon gets his ass handed to him by about two Ultrons which I'm not surprised I don't really see why Falcon's like made out to be this great guy he's, he's a guy with fake he's the vulture Okay, <laughs> he's the vulture, and Spider-Man catches him and says, "Don't you worry about that broken wing, little bird. Mama Spider's got you." <laughs> and then he says, "Though now that I've touched you, the Avengers might not take you back into the nest." <laughs> yeah. It was like, good on that. He's, he's it's good writing. Yeah, it's good um, So Thor and everyone gets proper involved, and there's loads of big battles. 
Ultron is still a threat, like genuinely a big threat. I and he is throughout the entire comic. Um, there isn't a part where there's a kind of that's, that's a trope I always fucking hate where they've easily beat the villain quite a bit and then he pulls on a little trick up his sleeve and comes back. He is a force of nature. Yeah. He doesn't stop yeah. and they really, really struggle throughout this. And you do, you are reading it going, I don't know who's going to live and who's going to die yeah. in this. Yeah. And that's what I want to be left with. I want to feel like I don't know what's coming next. Um, so there's a big awesome battle, which by the way, the battle's written dead well. I can see everything that's happening on every panel. I think I did make a note in my head. There was one panel, only one in the entire comic, which is rare, where I didn't know what was going on. Mm. And it was that one. So Scarlet Witch, uh, and that's Ultron behind her, right? That's an Ultron, yeah. Yeah. And he is taking over her brain. Right. But the only reason I know why that happened is because on the following page... Other Ultrons start taking over other members, and that's much more clear. On that oh, page, yeah, I just yeah. didn't know what was going now, on there. Now, this was a part in the book that I thought was great. It co- it kind of took me back to like reading comics of the nineties, where like something like this had happened, where they all the Avengers got like taken over, and by, the bad you know, guys, now. and they're the bad guys. They've changed them, and they're fighting the evil Avengers now. Like, I loved this seeing like you know, Ultron Spider-Man and shit like that was really cool. Mm. I also like, as it goes on, common sense starts kicking in rather than be like, oh, but, you know, so they're getting totally wiped out a bit and rather than be like, oh, but I don't know if we should still use it. You've got like, again, Spider-Man saying, I'm starting to pick a side on this whole robot killing dilemma we were facing. Having managed to get the dingus McDoohickey <laughs> because he's right. We should just fucking yeah. use it. Just fucking do it. Um, so we had the Avengers themselves stop being took over and then they start to try and escape what Avengers haven't been took over Ultron realises that and then says release them um, and then it's, it's what is it here he sp- puts his Ultron spores because now he's a giant moon yeah. all over Earth Um merging with all life and the inhabited planets of the universe are now cells comprising one host one Ultron so they're fucked because now if they use the weapon everyone on earth dies yeah um, and they have to debate whether they actually have to use it because once he's now got earth he can do other planets and they have to start being to kill everyone on earth and save the universe or do they not want to be the people who killed everyone on earth and try and find another way um, and yeah it just it, it gets like Ultron is just horrible in this but he's I I really feel I feel like he's Frankenstein's monster I sympathise with Ultron yeah. in this more than I did Hank Pym I think um, are you willing to risk humanity to kill your reflection father are we still pretending we love her father hurry kill me make real your greatest fear show them what you really are and like Hank Pym's like fucking ah, like that, and then Vision comes in, stops him making a mistake. Um, yeah, because the whole thing with the three of them—it's something that I I didn't really think of on much until I read this book. Like I knew 
that you know the situation with them and that Hank Pym created Ultron and then you know along came the Vision, but reading reading the comics like it, it they don't really touch upon it that in in this much like in this uh, in this way in this in this much depth do they so to to read a story where it was like focused on this heavily was refreshing I thought and handled really well. No, I know it's like. When you said like you hadn't come thought about it, I yeah. get what you mean. So like, I, I knew I knew it, but I didn't. I hadn't thought on it much. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it, it's it's a clever idea. It is Frankenstein's monster? You yeah. think, I think any other comic would have just gone. The guy made a robot. The robot went out of control, and there's just some trying to battle the robot. But they put proper the robot. It has emotions and thought, and. And then throwing vision into the mix as well was really uh, another dynamic into that. Yeah, he calls vision. He calls vision son. Yeah, and gets he gets annoyed at him as well. It's see, I would have liked to have seen something like this in the movies. Yeah, there wasn't enough of it, was there? No, like the, I, you know, the... what you've got Ultron is like the bad egg out of the three of them, mm. but he's essential. So Hank Pym makes Ultron the bad egg, right? So you're like, ooh, so is Hank Pym bad? Or is Ultron bad? But Ultron makes the Vision, who is good. So is Hank Pym bad? But he made the Vision, so he's good. But then he made Ultron, who is bad. But then he made the Vision, so is Ultron good. It's it's, it's a <laughs> yeah. clever little triangle. That's really interesting. I like it. Um, so everyone gets taken over. Um, there's only a, a, only a small few now. They hide at. Um, they go back. They go onto Titan itself uh, so that's the only place that they can hide from ironically at uh, the church of Thanos Thanos is the only location that no yeah, the church of Thanos yeah. which by the way I have a feeling that we should all become members of <laughs> I would love to say I'm, uh, have I, Have you heard the good word about Thanos knock on people's doors mate you know what in the run up to Infinity War I might just do that down my street just Film it like for the website. Me just going up to doors, going, "Have I told you? About, have you heard the good word? Have you heard about Thanos, Lord and Savior Thanos?" In your hand, just like a hardcover of Infinity War. Oh, I should order the gauntlet, the gauntlet to hold, yeah, like that. The Infinity books. This could be a thing. This could be like a funny or die sketch. Me just going up to doors, going, "Heard about Thanos?" I'd like to spread the word. Um, so. Captain America Falcon decides to make the call because Vision and uh, Hank Pym won't stop arguing. Um, He says, it seems to me artificial intelligence isn't inherently good or evil, which is the same as mankind. Every version of it is entirely different. I don't know if there is a God or if there is such a thing as a soul. I've known the Vision for as long as I've lived this crazy life. You'd be hard pressed to find anyone more heroic and more soulful. Whereas what we are dealing with in Ultron, evil is the only word. But does that mean it doesn't have a soul? Um, Which is a great question. Yeah. Really, and, really good writer. And Hank Pym is like, there's no redeeming him. Um, the less likely anyone will, the longer we wait, the less likely anyone's to survive. Um, and then Vision all of a sudden just does a really annoying thing where he goes, actually, I've just had an idea. I hate you so much. 
You were waiting for that. No, it just came. Oh, God. I'm at least glad your arsehole was not pointing towards me. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, Vision comes up with a way that he can reverse what Ultron's done um, and plant it on Ultron, but it does risk him dying as well. They say they don't want him to do it, but he's like, no, I'm going to do it. Uh, And then they team up. So... Hank Pym becomes Giant Man, which we haven't seen him do at all up until this point. Oh, which yeah. I would like to point out as well. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I, I would think it'd be funny if this is like one of your first introductions to Hank Pym. You'd be like, "What's what's this guy about? He just seems to like yeah. walk into rooms and get really annoyed at people, <laughs> and he just dresses a, a like an Mr. Ant. like Mr. Incredible. Yeah, he's just dressed <laughs> like an ant, doesn't do anything. So yeah, he walks in. Um, Dead, dead large to come to face him of course taking advantage of the fact that all the Ultrons they hate, both hate him but respect him so we'll let him walk right into the den um, and then it turns out he's Ultrons also had to deal with the fact that he's looked deep inside himself and found the memories of Hank Pym himself uh, are lodged in his and he has he is the embodiment of, of Hank Pym. He yeah. is Hank Pym. He's he's all the anger, the hate, the everything. And says, We are Ultron. And Hank Pym doesn't even stop him, just looks sad, realising that it's probably true. Yeah. Um and that's why it's called the Rage of Ultron. Yeah. And then we realise why he's bit grown so big. He was hiding vision and vision just jumps out, jumps straight into uh into bloody Ultron's body and they start having a whole like Jekyll and Hyde kind of thing. He phases into him, doesn't he? Yeah. Um and then this is what it's it's mad. Like Ultron starts going like, please help me, it hurts, he's yeah. killing me, yeah. Father. And then Hank Pym goes, Vision stop, he's in agony and yeah. I was like, What <laughs> you dick and then so he then Ultron merges them all together yeah. but then pushes Vision out yeah. creating the best Marvel character ever <laughs> crazy ass Hank Pym Ultron <laughs> which I cannot like that that's alone that splash page that splash that's, page is oh. fantastic when they've merged and what does he say you get a full page he says there is now well he, he context is everything <laughs> so um Where's Ultron? He goes, they are but things of the past, Sam. Earlier you pondered, if there is a god, there is now. <laughs> and he stood there yeah. in the smoke. It looks fucking awesome. It looks awesome. You know, I, I mean, I've, have you, you've watched Doctor Who. Do you know the... Yeah, that's the understatement. Right? The you know the bit in one of the episodes in the Daleks of Manhattan, when yes. they're planning finally to cross a Dalek with a human yeah. and there's this big build up and like oh my god I've been dying to see one of these for years and then takes it off and it's just like a, a load of turds attached to a meatball with a weird ass eye in a suit and you're like in a suit yeah and you're like what? <laughs> that was bad that hey Andrew Garfield was in that episode you know holy shit he was <laughs> yeah. oh my god yeah yeah, he was. There were some <laughs> dodgy American accents in that yeah, episode as well. Yeah, there was. Fucking um, Anyway, I digress. <laughs> I digress. Well, by the way, well, if you're Doctor Who fan, 
listen out on the Talk Nerdy to Be podcast because coming up in uh, is it October when the new series comes out? Yeah, yeah. We're going to be doing a Doctor Who special episode, so you'll want to listen to that. Um, tidbit news for you. So then, they start trying to fight this Hank Pym Ultron. Um, and then he start like Ultron and, and Vision start fighting and then Vision's then that's the next step to say like well if Hank Pym was me and I made you you're me and uh, yeah they really start again great battle scenes I've ever since reading that incredible that World War Hulk book I have come to appreciate battle scenes much, much more because they were fucking awful in that yeah. book. Once you read a Once bad... Once you read a bad one, yeah. you can see the good. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I, I wasn't sure who was going to win. It was all, like, touch and go. And then Eros does something weird. E- Eros just appears out of nowhere and just says, Love yourself. <laughs> Hashtag clove yourself. Yeah, clove yourself. <laughs> if you were um, at the the Goldie Doddenhoff wedding, you'll understand that reference. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes to flashback of the first time that Hank Pym made Ultron, and him realizing that he'd done something wrong. Um, and then he goes, uh, because he remember, remembers himself and remembers that one moment, the one moment where Ultron was first turned on and immediately decided all humanity must die. And immediately Hank Pym was like, no, this is not why I created you. Because he's having this joint memory, it causes him to completely go insane yeah. and goes, what have I become? And fly away. And I'm guessing this is kind of where you have a bit of a problem. Because yeah. he, he flies away and now it's just the funeral of Hank Pym. Yeah. Which, I didn't mind this. I just... So it's, ca- so, it's only like two pages, but it, it's sort of what... It's it's Janet, isn't it? Wasp. Mm. And she's she's reading this eulogy, right? It's just sort of what, what she says about him. I don't know. Well, she always forgave him. In yeah. the comic, for hitting her, she always forgave him. Because, because he was... Driven insane by the pin particles and yeah, she blah, knows blah. that wasn't him. Again, that's another. Yeah, you know what? We failed to fucking mention that. The reason Hank Pym is also such like a mentalist is because his his own science and creation has messed the fuck with him. Yeah, like everyone else has got it easy. Oh, you were bitten by a radioactive spider with no side effects. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you are you telling me you, you haven't got any form of cancer whatsoever? You're not from that? even shitting blood for a little like, bit or. Even though, I mean, the whole kind of gamma radiation, and the most he gets is just he just he, yeah he has a thing that happens, but he uses it to his advantage. But then he gets back to normal. You yeah. you just he, I just wanted to make myself big and small, and I'm <laughs> fucked in the head now. Yeah, the exposure all, all over all the years that's done that to him, and I, I think that was good writing as well. You know, yeah, and Pym has had a fantastic story arc. It, it's a shame that because. I know what they were trying to do with the whole, you know, hitting Janet, and they were trying to humanise her in another dimension. But as soon as they did that, that was there was no coming back from that character for that character from that was there, and he's sort of, he's just tainted with that now. Um, but no, I it's, it's the end of the book now, isn't it? So. It's the end. So yeah, we get to the end because um, Ultron Ultron is defeated, Hank and Ultron is defeated, and while they're doing this lovely speech. 
um, we see that he's just floating in the fetal position in space um, and his heart is beating through his, you can see it in his chest. And that's the other thing, he now has a heart. Yeah. Like, actually, he has literally merged robot and man yeah. together and he has a uh, he has a heart. And it's come full circle because we, we now know that Ultron, you know, AI, is now alive. Because yes. he is... And the irony that he's alive by the man who created yeah. him, but then wanted to kill him Crazy, and created AI, yeah. and to, and doubted whether it is living. So it's a really clever book. Yeah, it's, really it's, clever. It's a very complicated, clever book. Yeah. But what's really clever about all this is, if you hadn't noticed by me reading it, it's a lot of fight scenes. Yeah, there's not yeah. much. There's not much. There's literally that one bit where I said they debate it in the tower, but then the moon of Titan comes down and with great vengeance and furious anger <laughs> down upon them. Right? Yeah. Okay. No, it's and, great because it doesn't get bogged down with anything, um, and the balance between you know having the fight scenes and and having that emotional stuff with Vision and Hank and Ultra, it's just balance perfectly and to get it all pulled off in a little tiny thin hardcover yeah like that it's that's a feat you know i mean look at civil war that's a fat fucking book some um, books are too big yeah. like yeah i've well, said to you on a few talk about age of ultron fuck it i i've never read that i I'd, I'd, I'd say don't bother yeah. that's I, I have the hardcover of that you're welcome to borrow it wherever you want but it is about wolverine and and jumping back in time and some crazy shit that you will hate. <laughs> so <laughs> don't bother. I mean, that's the thing with, with these and, Avengers and, stories, by the way. Yeah. Just slash slightly going off on what you're saying there. They are overcomplicated to fuck. Yeah. Well, they used to be. I haven't read any Avengers in a long time. Well, I've, I that's... just finished The Enemy Within, which was... It's annoying because I it's a Captain Marvel story... Right, yeah. so Captain Marvel has this storyline going on for a few years. When did this come out? Oh, this is again probably like twenty. It probably is about twenty fourteen. Oh yeah, so yeah. just before that. Um, and twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen, and then what happens is, at the for the final part of a storyline, it's an Avengers story. So I didn't get to read it for years because I was like, well, where the fuck is this Captain Marvel, which has the end one in? I did some research. Found it's this Avengers book, which isn't cheap. Again, that £120 in Amazon pounds came in very handy. Found it kind of cheap. Got it. And I was really invested in Captain Marvel and this story, so read it. But as an Avengers story, it was just overcomplicated and bollocks. I just didn't know why. It's literally called The Avengers, The Enemy Within. And on the front of it, it's Captain Marvel, like, surrounded by all them in the dark. I was looking at going, if you call it Captain Marvel, The Enemy Within... That would make more sense, and you could cut out some of the stories because mm. they called it the, the Avengers. You had to throw more stuff in the pot, and it became overly complicated. I think that's where that obviously um, separates itself because it was released in that format as an original graphic novel and wasn't tied to a current run. It's fantastic. They can. That's how you do it. Yeah, do you know what I mean. And you know, for example, its predecessor, Age of Ultron. It's fucking ten times as long and doesn't cover half the amount of, 
uh, emotional themes as it does in that book. Well, that's the other thing. It's so clever. It just took the name Age of Ultron, this, co- this, this classic story yeah. that all comic book fans know the Age of Ultron, especially now thanks to the film, and adds one letter. Rage mm. of Ultron, and that that changes the whole a whole thing. So what Ultron has rage? He has an emotion. Him, imagine them in the Marvel head office, the whiteboard in front of them. Are you picturing the and alien? Some guy just comes up and just goes, <laughs> changes it to an R. <laughs> and go, oh my god! <laughs> that's how the. I mean, are you doing that? That's how aliens got. If you heard that rumor. So that guy who did oh, the yeah, second yeah, alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, like when they were in the pitching place, he had alien written on the board and went, so what's your idea? And he just wrote an S and yeah. was like, aliens. that's it. And they were like, take my money. <laughs> um, no, it's but, cool. And I would, I'd recommend it to anyone that's interested in Avengers or Marvel Comics to read that. But I'd also recommend any, uh, any fans of the Marvel movies to read that to accompany the Age of Ultron film. Don't read Age of Ultron graphic novel read Rage of Ultron well now you see I'm a bit peeved that I've read this because I'm making my way through the Marvel Cinematic Films in the run up to Infinity War I haven't hit Ultron yet I was looking forward to it because the past few times I have watched it it's really grown on me a lot especially Ultron I didn't actually have a problem with him in the beginning I just was more in the trailers he came off as this really dark thing and he wasn't that dark he had humour I think now I'm going to like be pretty pissed off now at this Ultron after reading he that want, Ultron. You want it to be that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you've ruined Age of yeah. Ultron for I, me a bit. I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the Age of Ultron film. I really like it. I don't get it why I get so um, much hate. Yeah, I don't either. I really don't. I mean, I get there's some bad there's some bad choices made I don't know, for I think, scenes, I don't know. but as a whole film, it's fucking good. Yeah. Anyway, um, we digress. Cause we digress. This isn't about movies. Um, this is about comics. The other Avengers title... I can think of off the top of my head, which I enjoyed, but again, it was so complex and complicated, was Infinity, which you bought which, me for my birthday. Which we're going to get in the form of a movie now. Essentially, that is what Infinity War is. Yeah, it's, it's you not... Don't read, don't read Infinity War. Yeah, don't read Infinity. <laughs> read Infinity. Because it's not going to be Infinity War, I'm telling you now. It's not going to be. It might have themes of it in there, mm. but Adam Warlock's not going to pop along in this film. No, no, no. Um... I doubt it. It'd be cool if he did, but I very much doubt it. But again, it. Infinity. Um, another... But yeah, Infinity, which I think is what they're basing Infinity War on, mm. um, was great. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, but yeah. again, it was a little complicated. Oh, yeah, it was very complicated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, but it was great. Just the scope of it. Mm. Really cool. In fact, we should have really covered that because the film's coming out. <laughs> well, we could do it for Chris's Comics next month. Yeah, we could do. We've got loads lined up. I, really. I do... I was going to read Infinity again anyway before yeah. we went in to see it as a as a point of re- oh, 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 a point of reference. Yeah, I, that was a Rick and Morty burp right there. <laughs> that was a Rick burp. You you don't I, get that because you don't watch I Rick. Don't know. Um, I'm trying to think what other Avengers comics I've read. I'm i I remember, I remember picking up another one when we were going when me you, you me and you used to issue shopping every week. I remember there was a couple I tried to pick up and it was just like, what is going on in this yeah, fucking comic? Jumping into an Avengers book is um, it's not easy if you're going cold. Put it that way. But that's a good one. But that is a good one. Like I didn't even yeah. I don't we don't know who Eros is, but 
the only thing it I doesn't could, matter it doesn't matter apart no. from an e- whatever Eros did at the end was his power and oh that'll be it Eros was the god of love oh of course he was the god of love that's so, why he said love yourself. love and he, so he uses yeah. magic with on on him, which is one of his weaknesses, so because that, that's why he tries. We to... solved Eros. We solved Rage of Ultron. <laughs> Amazing. Um, cool. Yeah. So um, I, I, I mean, I really do. Do we on this podcast that you do? Do we rate them out of ten? Uh, we haven't, but we can do if you want. I mean, I, I honestly, I think that to me is like a perfect comic. I give it, I give my comic stars on Instagram. Oh, stars! You star. Go on. So I I I think I gave this a four star. I think I give it. A it's five. it's almost it's almost a five. It's because it's very very good. Where does it lose a star? I um. I don't know. Uh, it's it is pretty perfect. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know where I just, you're losing just, the star. I reserve my five stars for things that are like. Fucking boss, like you wouldn't of, describe that as fucking boss. It, 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 you know, it's, it's very, very good, but it does. I don't think it gets five stars. Why me. you've not said why? I, I don't know why. I'll t- the reason I'll tell you why I'm giving the, give that five stars. I ju- I explain half of it in the sense that it t- fires up a complete discussion and debate about a very philosophical. Yeah, an ethical. <laughs> Is that a word? It's <laughs> kind of and an, an ethical debate about AI. Philosophical. AI, philosophical. That's the word. And AI, right? Without any long drawn out parts, there's literally two, three pages. Not even that of them sat down. But like I said, a moon comes and and makes it all go up higgledy piggledy. It plays off an entire it builds. It builds, forms, and destroys an entire relationship of son and father and grandson. So there's a whole family debate in it as well. There are characters in there that you do not know. You didn't know. I didn't know. But it didn't matter because you got them because it was a set-up race. And then they're just put, used just right. Mm. There is li- And the, the classic characters that you know and love are in there being them but not taking over the page. There is The artwork is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I found one small panel that I didn't quite understand what was going on it, but I look back now and I can see it clearly now that I know what's going on. The the only thing he didn't like was a funeral, but like we said, the only she would understand. She would she mm. would say that she would say a nice thing. She loved Hank Pym, mm. and it ends perfectly. Yeah, it's dead good, isn't it? <laughs> it's a five out of five, Chris. There's, yeah. I could read that. I could pick that up and read that any time. It's fucking boss. <laughs> well, I think that about wraps it up for this episode. Um, unless you want to go over the comics coming out this Wednesday. I've, you do it all the time, and we're yeah. going. We're going this Wednesday. All right, yeah. Let's let's do it. We're the two best friends that <laughs> anyone could have. I'm just gonna hop on over to uh, TalkNerdy.uk <laughs> and go on to the uh, Chris's Comics segment. Where I can see all the comics coming out this Wednesday. If you scroll to the bottom. So it's of very handy if you go in the comic book shop. Yeah. What you need to do is you need to get an iPhone as talkmerly.uk, go into Chris's comics, and then you get your friend Chris to hold it and read them out to you while you walk along without that and he gets curmudgingly annoyed and irritated, going, Will you just look it up yourself <laughs> behind me while I'm like, No, Chris, just tell me. Tell me, is this comic out yet? Just look it up yourself. <laughs> So yeah, go on my picks of the week on the website, and you can see the uh, 
my picks of the week and then the list of the comics coming out next week or this week whenever you're listening to this uh, so yeah, the new comics coming out on Wednesday the 28th of March. Wednesday 28th of March! New comics. <laughs> <laughs> so from Aftershock Comics we but, get... Sorry, by the way, you can cut this bit out. <laughs> you do need to come up, you should come up with a jingle for when you do the new comics. Okay. Well, send me something. You're the, you're the jingle man. Um... <laughs> <laughs> you're the jingle jangle man. Because the jingle man can... <laughs> Because he puts some lyrics on another tune and makes it sound real good. The Jingle Man can. The Jingle Man can. Yeah, All right, the Jingle I'll, Man. I'll do that jingles. for you. I'll do that for you, brother. Um, right, so from Aftershock Comics, we're getting Animosity number 13. I need to get on this. You said you talk about Animosity. It's, it's dead good. I've been reading Animosity The Rise, which is like a spin-off book. Of yeah, that. you said that as well. Um, might, that might be my next trade. Yeah, it's good. I, re- I recommend it. Um, Jimmy's Bastards number 7. Which is a Garth Ennis book. I know Phil Mouse is enjoying that. It for me, it was a bit too much. You don't like Garth Ennis. I can. I can you don't it. like Garth Ennis. No, just it, say it. I can. It's just a bit too much for me. I know because you for don't me. like him. No, no. I can, I, it's not. I don't like him at all. I just. I just feel like he's just not my not my bag, man. Just, <laughs> just too offensive for me. He comes out with some real horrible shit sometimes. You fart live on a podcast. <laughs> Rough Riders, Ride or Die, number two. And from Archie Comics, we're getting World of Archie Jumbo Comics Digest, number 77. From Boom Studios, we're getting Abbott, number three of five. Jim Henson's Labyrinth Coronation, number two of 12. Um, 12? Yeah. Lucas Stand Inner Demons, number two of six. Lumberjanes, number 48. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, number 25. Now, that title... I've been deliberating getting it monthly, but because I'm so far behind, I might get the trades and then catch up because there's this big like um, event going on at the moment. I don't know if you saw the trailer. They made a trailer for this event. I saw there was a trailer, but then as soon as I saw it wasn't real, like a real film. They got the actual Green Ranger, Jason David Frank, to be in this trailer. Because he's so busy. He is, mate. He's fucking doing all the rounds on the cons. I follow him on Instagram. He's all over the show. Exactly. He's doing all the cons. He's just he's, making it in he's, before he's too old to do it anymore. He's, he's bloodshot in like this, uh, this, uh, this movie for after, not aftershock comics, um, Valiant comics. He's doing loads of shit. Hmm. He's big. But anyway, he was uh, he starred as uh, Lord Dracon in this new trailer, which is basically it's in set, like way in the future. Uh, it's, I think it's in main continuity of like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and he's like the big baddie now. But it's the same character. Yeah, I think I, I don't know much about it, but I watched the trailer. And and it was really cool. No, it was really cool. So anyway, yeah, I might get caught up with that and and hop on that with trade. I might try trade weight that one. Um, Planet of the Apes. You. <laughs> I thought that said Planet of the Apes Uranus. <laughs> Planet of the Apes Ursus, number three of six. Uh, Rugrats, number six. Dark Horse Comics is putting out Buffy the Vampire Slayer, season 11. Giles, two of four. I've fallen way behind on the Buffy comics. They're doing a new Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm, I don't see. I, what, what's that about? Well, Are Buff- they rebooting the TV show? It's, yeah, total reboot. New cast and everything. Well, yeah. oh, I don't want to know. Don't want to know. Is it Joss Whedon doing it? 
I don't think so. Although, do you know who we have cast as Buffy? Is they cast Buffy? No, you're yeah. shitting me out. No. Hen- Henry Cavill? <laughs> <laughs> they better CGI that mustache. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. No, do you not see? He shaved off the mustache and they made a big video about how put how big a deal it was. He shaved off his mustache now. Yeah, but you know why they're doing that? Because... Oh, what what sells? What what do people love from Marvel? Oh, a bit of comedy. Deadpool, he's funny, right? He needs to be meta and make fun of himself. Go on, Henry. You do something. You do something like that. I love That's that. I just set him off. I just set Chris Mayfield off. He hates Henry Cavill. I, I don't hate him. I just... You literally said you want to punch him in his shit-eating grin. Did I say that? You said that on the last podcast. <laughs> It's recorded, I just, I just, and again, as your law advisor, <laughs> I would suggest you retract that statement and send him a nice box of flowers. Oh, I'll send him a box of Gillette. <laughs> the best a man of steel can get. Hey! So yeah, I've fallen behind on the Buffy comics. Um, I've got a few of the trades, but I might catch up with that one day. Trade format. Um, Hungry Ghost, number three or four. DC Comics are putting out Batgirl, number 21. Uh, which I've stopped reading since our pal Chris Wildgoose has come off the book. Um, mainly just because I've I, I, I prefer his stuff. And that's not. Bad. But did you read it and then decide you didn't like it? Uh, I, I I I looked at the new art and I didn't really give it much of a chance. I didn't read the new ones. Fair enough. I love Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um, Batman Beyond number eighteen. Uh, Dark Knight's Metal number six of six. Oh, there we go. Yeah, boy. Last issue of that coming out. We will be getting that. So that's one for you, one for me. By the way, that's a good little soundbite to have. We need to get. But if you, you don't watch Rick and Morty, I'm going to write that down. I'm putting it in my uh, phone now. What Dark Knight's Metal? No, well, for. Uh, <laughs> Rick and Morty. Ooh. <laughs> for when, if, when we read out comics, I remember there's one we like, I'm just going to, and we go, ooh, I'm going to press it. Okay. Like, ooh. <laughs> need a soundboard. I know. But yeah, I have looked at the diary, soundboard. I'm excited for Dark Knight's Metal, issue six. I'm. The conclusion to an epic, epic miniseries, um, which we'll discuss at a later yeah, podcast. we'll discuss. We'll discuss that. But yeah, that's coming to an end. Um, Demon Hell is Earth, number five of six. Detective Comics, number nine, seven, seven. Doomsday Clock, number four of twelve. Yeah, boy. Is that tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. I've only just picked up three. Yeah. Oh, ec- most excellent. Oh, yeah, boy. Some of that Doomsday Clock on the go. Mm. Excited for that. I really love the clock. <laughs> Flash, number 43. Gotham City Garage, number 12. Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, number 41. Hellblazer number 20, Imaginary Fiends number 5 of 6, Justice League of America number 27, Looney Tunes number 242. Is that in continuity with the rest of the DC Universe? Looney Tunes. Yeah. <laughs> well, they have crossed over. Oh, fucking... They did Batman and Elmer Fudd and all sorts, didn't they? Fuck a doodle do. Wonder Woman and Tasmanian Devil. They're doing a second one as well. Uh... I didn't read any of them, but they look quite funny. Uh, Mira, Queen of Atlantis number 2 of 6. Mother Panic, Gotham AD, number one. Motherlands, number three of six. Mystic U, number three of three. Raven, Daughter of Darkness, number three of twelve. Rough and Ready Show, number six of six. Scooby-Doo Team Up, number 36. Silence and number three, which I didn't continue with after number one. Just 
couldn't be asked. <laughs> um, which, by the way, I know I said I'd read all those new DC titles. Yeah. I only read two. I didn't read the Terrifics or. Have you read any, any reviews them. on them? No, I just. If I anyone's saw, read them, get in touch. I saw them sat there on the shelf, and I just couldn't even bring myself to pick it up. If anyone has read them, please. Put, mm. Get in contact with us and tell tell us what they're like. Yeah, the mortal men's and all that business. I've not read any. What's the one that there's the, the mystery men and we still don't. Oh, know. the terrifics. Well, oh, no, I know th- the immortal men is the one that you didn't know. That, they gave us no information. Mm. Yeah, so it, I'm not carrying on with silence for everything. Uh, Suicide Squad number thirty eight, Teen Titans number eighteen, Terrifics number two. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Trinity number 20 and Wonder Woman number 43 Dynamite Entertainment are putting out Dynamite! Battlestar Galactica versus Battlestar Galactica number 3 of 6 What? Now that's what I did when I wrote this down on the website I was like surely that's a typo clicked on it no sure enough it's a it's a Battlestar Galactica crossover with Battlestar Galactica the original series (laughs) you know like the original okay (laughs) so They've gone through a, like a wormhole or something, and they've as happens in space, you know, whatever. Um, Game of Thrones: A Clash of Kings, number nine. Mm. Kiss: Army of Darkness, number two of five. Kiss. Kiss is in capital letters. Kiss. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sheena, number seven. IDW Publishing is putting out Crow Memento Mori, number one. GI Joe: A Real American Hero, number two hundred fifty. Jesus wept. G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero versus The Six Million Dollar Man, number two. <laughs> Fucking <man. laughs> Goosebumps, Download and Die, number one. That uh, sounds... Is that wrote <laughs> by R.L. Stein still? Download or Die definitely sounds like a Goosebumps book. Writer is Jen Vaughan and the art is from Michelle Wong. It's about a guy who gets LimeWire in the year 2018 and it's a big mm. mistake. I think it's it's a it's a it's a tweeny book and it look at the cover. That's basically. Yeah. yeah. Highest House number 2. Kid Lobotomy number 6. My Little Pony Legends of Magic number 12. <laughs> one for all the bronies out there. Mm. Um, Star Wars Adventures number 8. Which I don't understand how IDW are putting out a Star Wars book. Like, what really? Let me yeah, see. I, I don't. How does that work? It's owned by Disney. It looks very. Um, just looking at the cover. It looks. It looks very like animated. Very. I don't, but I don't know how they how they're doing this. That should. Be, that's interesting. Um, I might look into that. That is weird. It looks like because that's Kanan from the Clone Wars, and uh, no, Clone Wars, not Clone Wars, Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird one. Oh yeah, yeah, it's about the crew of the Ghost from Star Wars Rebels. So there must be some kind of thing where they have let IDW because it says Disney on it at the bottom down there. They must have let IDW have the rights to the Rebels because that's wrapped up now. Yeah. It's finished. They might have done a deal and said, okay. You can have rebels and do what you want with it, well, but it's not it's, a continuity. Well, I don't know. It must be because it's just Disney on it, so I don't know. We digress slightly. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number eighty, Transfer- Transformers versus Visionaries number four of five, Weird Love number twenty three. 
Image Comics are putting out Beef, number two of five. Black Magic, number 11. Cyber Force, number one. Days of Hate, number three of 12. Hack Slash Resurrection, number six. Hit Girl, number two. Um, Image Plus, volume two, number eight. And that's part eight of the Witch's Bad Egg storyline, which I'm trade waiting on. Uh, Manifest Destiny, number 34. Redneck, number 11. Saga, number 50. Yeah. It's actually um, a three ninety nine book, that one. Maybe it's like a double size one or something. Usually it's two ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Um Void Trip number five of five. Marvel Comics putting out Avengers number six eight six. Ben Riley the Scarlet Spider number sixteen. Black Panther number one seven one. Champions number eighteen. Damnation Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider number one. Daredevil number six hundred. Despicable Deadpool number two nine seven. Invincible Iron Man number 598, Jessica Jones number 18, Legion number 3 of 5, Lockjaw number 2 of 4, Moon Girl, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur number 29, Moon Knight number 193, Old Man Hawkeye number 3 of 12, Old Man Logan number 37, Peter Parker the Spectacular Spider-Man number 302, Spider-Man Deadpool number 30, Star Wars Doctor Aphra number 18, and we're getting a few dollar books, True Believers, uh, Venom ones, uh, X Men Blue number twenty four. Only Press putting out Rick and Morty number thirty six. Oh bless you, me! I keep forgetting that's another thing I need to get trades on. Titan Publishing are putting out Aslix Four number two of two, Bloodborne number two of four, and Factory number one. And Valiant Entertainment are putting out Shadow Man number one and Exo Man of War number thirteen. And that's it. Exo Man of War is a very popular one. That is it. But yeah, we will be uh, heading on down to our local comic book shop with uh, cash in our hand, ready to spend a few dollars on that, won't we? I just picture, I always picture going to the shops with you. It's like when Peter goes shopping with um, the theme song. He's got his own theme. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm Brian, just like behind, like, <laughs> mm, and you're like a, yeah I love Wednesdays and Wednesdays are going to get even better because in Liverpool opening up next week well at the end of this week is it fucking Taco Bell Taco Bell yeah boy we're going to get a Taco Bell in Liverpool oh shit so can we That's not amazing. Taco Bell on Wednesday no it's open this weekend ah, yeah Taco Bell why you do this I know but I looked into it you know and there's only one Taco Bell in the UK, and that's in Manchester. I know, and I've been. That's mad, isn't it? Like well, you that, do. Yeah, but no, but I didn't realise that there was only one Taco Bell in the UK. And I, I thought th- there was like a few, and Manchester was just our closest one. Imagine living in London, mm. and the closest Taco Bell's in Manchester. You poor souls. And it's in such an obscure <laughs> part of Manchester yeah. as well. It's in, yeah, it's in the city centre, but it's in the yeah. food court of a yeah. shopping centre. So it's not even like on the main high yeah. street. It's like it's mad, isn't it? So they've obviously tested the waters there for a good fucking few years. But yeah, they're opening one in Liverpool. Praise be. Taco Bell. Love it. So yeah, that, that about wraps us up for this episode. Thanks for joining me again, Jub. Not a problem. And um, You need to get some more friends. Well, I've, I've got another friend called Gary, but he won't come on. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone send Gary hate mail or... Some- <laughs> 
or dick pics or something like that. Something that'll persuade well, him. Well, he can't because he's not. Gaz isn't really on social media. That's true. He hides away. We'll go to his house in the shadows. His address is <laughs> twenty-four. <laughs> I can't get. I can't give away his address. He will be getting a knock though. So yeah, we'll um, hopefully be back next time with Gaz, and we'll be talking about Saga Volumes One to Seven, whatever it is on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to plug, Job? Um, where, where can people find you on the interwebs? Um, at ProJub on Twitter, uh, at JBDirtStar on Instagram, um, and just basically just look at the Talk Nerdy website for stuff that I'm doing and putting out. Yeah. Um, if, if people, if this is like like Stanley says, every every podcast is someone's first podcast. So this might be the first time that someone's listening to this. So if they don't know, um, we, we, we do Talk Nerdy to me and um, the website and. Um, uh, uk and we review I review comics JB does a bit of everything um, so yeah check out all our stuff on there Gaz does the films Gaz does the films and TV he's back with his TV now yeah you can um, see our, our YouTube stuff where we review films and we hit each other um, you can see us on Facebook where we just have little discussions and live streams sometimes our Instagram is where you see news yeah it's quite a a, a, a lot we we do it is and uh, we'd love you to get involved because at the end of the day that's what it's all about oh we... you can write for us as well that's yeah. the point yeah you can write blogs as well if you go on the website you'll see there's guest writers and these are people who've written a blog and just sent it over to us and gone hey can you put this on your website we've just checked it and gone yeah not a problem credited them completely it's gone, it's not, this is not us go read this by for instance Sam McBride or Ben Beetham did an entire run uh, over Halloween of his favourite Halloween films yeah and if and if you want to be on a podcast just drop us a line talknerdyuk at gmail.com and uh, love we'd love to see you uh, sharing the post as well give us a review whatever you can to help us out um, and, and com- comment on the Facebook page talk to us on any of our posts we, we'll always reply and uh, carry on the nerdy discussion because that's what it's all about we want you to Talk nerdy to me. And <laughs> if you are interested in anything we've said tonight, or indeed the Church of Thanos, I will be holding a meeting on the Mount uh, next Saturday to discuss the Church of Thanos. And we will go around some local houses, knocking and spreading the word and the true meaning of Thanos, our Lord and Saviour. Be there or be a slightly rectangular. Be there shape. or be Corvus Clave. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Keep talking nerdy. Peace. Peace out.